Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. It is just one day before St. Patrick's Day, which also means it's one day away from Creature Feature Weekend. So before we even dive into this week's episode, let's just really quickly say, hey, you should be a Creature Feature Weekend. You should come by our table. You should say hi. We probably have a panel. If you want to know if we have a panel, I would check our social medias to find out for sure. Um, And you should just come and hang out and have a good time. uh, If you come on... Uh, St. Patty's Day, Friday night, uh, in to, it's Getty. It's the what's what's the the hotel? It's in Gettysburg with the Wyndham. Yes, is the Wyndham. Uh, get there hardly know early because I am making vegan corned beef Rubens. Dude, they're so gonna be excited. little sandwiches for everybody who comes by the table until they're gone. So come see us, get some free food, get crazy right, so, on St. Patty's until with Kyle us. shows up because he might eat them all. <laughs> on all of those look i'm still trying to figure out this will be like a, a week before game plan anyway but like obviously want to know when y'all are going to be there maybe we hang out before the floor opens up and have to like lose our fucking minds Why? trying to sell i don't know we like friends or something let's go hang out record some episodes go for a swim i don't know anyway so we are here talking about the leprechaun oh we've done two of these already we've done part three and we've done part four. Oh, i missed in space bummer um dude you didn't miss anything you didn't missed nothing brian picked that brian picked that one and brian almost was going to join us for this one low-key had a we were having a conversation on if he could pull it off just he don't tell me movies. don't tell me anymore because i just get sad <laughs> don't go break um, in scott's heart <laughs> but i still want us to do part two because part two has my favorite leprechaun kill and I'm saying Wait, that. Wait, is part two the one that's in um, Vegas? Or is it No, that's City? part three. We've done okay. part three already in Vegas. Oh, that's right. I, I can't remember after yeah. fucking part, 400 part two, part two has this amazing kill where someone wishes for a pot of gold. Oh, yeah. 
and it grows inside of his stomach, and then he has to be sliced open to get the pot of gold out of his stomach. It's the gold, baby! That's when they're like, ooh, the leprechaun can do some Wishmaster shit, which is the biggest thing that this movie's fucking missing, because boy, have I never been so bored at watching people die in a horror movie quite like watching the first Leprechaun. This happens to me every time I choose to watch Leprechaun, which is once every five years, but it's gotta be. Like, I tried to figure it out. I tried to figure it out, and maybe even even more years than that. But I must have watched this movie. This must be my fourth time watching it. You know what I mean? Like, I must have seen this movie so many fucking times because as the kills, as boring as they were, would come up, I'd be like, oh, yes, that. Oh, yes, The only thing I remember about this movie is the pogo stick kill every single time. It's literally the only part I remember. I thought that was in three. So, like, (laughs) I have have no – I didn't even remember Jen Aniston's shorts, which is surprising to me. Oh, man, those shorts Um, are just – I tried to get a – Style icon. How old is her character supposed to be in this movie? Because 16 going on 29. I was going to say like (laughs) she, because this is literally a year. This, this came out the same year that friends debuts on television where she is at least playing 24 in friends. Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. like she's supposed to be like 17 or 18 in this movie. I want to say 18 or 19. I think she's out of high school. Yeah, I'm just like this is this is wildly the wrong casting age wise for whatever that, this character is every, supposed to be. Dude, every character is the wrong casting yes. age demographic wise. It's like they tried to do the thing that you did in eighty six, eighty seven, and it does not work in ninety three and ninety two, no. ninety three. It doesn't. Like this movie feels seven years too late. Do you think that it would work better, right? Let's say that Jennifer Aniston is a high school senior or college freshman and we're seeing her at school surrounded by a bunch of other 24 25 year olds playing that same age demographic it's got to work better than when she is isolated from any other character close to her age so the whole time you're looking at her you're like there is no fucking way you like you are supposed to be the age that you're trying to convince us that she is no yeah there's 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 nothing that has me buy into this movie from the jump when they literally make up leprechaun lore to my face. I yes. had to look up. I was like, is there a connection between the four leaf clover and the leprechaun? And there's not. <laughs> um, I had no idea. As someone who has watched more leprechaun movies than he should have, I haven't watched as many as Robert Bacon and Nate Lopez of 91 Donkey Lane who watched every single one of them God to do the definitive ranking. God rest their souls. <laughs> They're dead. Now. The lore from one movie to the next is completely different. Like, yeah. there, like there is, I have never seen a franchise with less continuity. <laughs> Which is crazy because life. we forgive a lot of other things, but for some reason, I don't fucking forgive Leprechaun. I don't. I don't like him. I don't like well, it. I don't like the movies. Well, because bad. it's just like, so. so one of the things about this movie was that this was Trimark's first in-house production, right? They had like gone around buying up movies for years. This was the first time they're like, we're going to make our own movie. We're going to have a million dollar budget and we're going to see like what happens with it. And they made eight times their budget on this thing coming out in theaters. I'll give them that. It's it's decent for a million dollars. But I think that this feels every piece of its budget like i just see corners cut at every fucking turn in this movie don't you guys find that charming i found that that'd be the most charming part of this fucking movie no i'll tell you the most charming part about (laughs) this entire movie (laughs) is honestly 
the very end of the movie where we get like the leprechaun skeleton puppet coming out of the well for a couple yeah. seconds. Yeah. Highlighted the whole film every single time. Every single when I'm thinking, man, we should do leprechaun for the podcast. I'm thinking of pogo stick kill and that puppet, and then I, I'm like, the rest got of it's got to be pretty good, right? And then the I, rest of it's a black hole. I, constant. So I wrote down the note. I totally forgot about the opening of this movie. We were supposed to record this a week ago. I looked at that note and I thought, what's the opening of this movie? <laughs> like, like, because it shows us like 10 years prior how the leprechaun got captured by the yeah. the previous owner of the house, which is like details I don't fucking need. Like, don't need it. Don't. I had to pad for time, guys. Just let them find a leprechaun in the basement. I don't need the yeah. other stuff. Did we um, need to know how the troll got into the basement and troll? No. no we just found we a just, troll down there. There's a troll. What was that there. noise? What was well, that noise? I only I only got a little thirsty because I saw Scott sipping on a little something over there. Uh, so I, I want I want to see what Scott had going on because he's been keeping it off camera. I got me oh! a Guinness. Yes. A <laughs> I wanted it in cans, but they didn't have it in cans, so I went with bottles, which they just don't taste as good. They don't. They don't. I um I was gonna do a Guinness, but then I was scavenging in the in the back cooler, and I found one called New Gold. Uh, <laughs> I want new gold. I want my I want me new gold. Yeah, I'm glad we're well. I'm not glad we're talking about this, but it's always a pleasure <laughs> you to know, talk to you too. This is the thing: is that the leprechaun should have just been fine with 99 pieces of gold and let his little ass gold penny just exist. Yeah, because he's he kissing just... those coins all goddamn yeah, day. You really like, want to kiss the coin if you put... that came out of Ozzy's butthole? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like fucking Francis. Francis? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, so the, really, what should have happened is that they could have just done Leprechaun 2. It would have taken five minutes. They could have done a short. It could have literally been the leprechaun skeleton climbing through the sewers the next day, looking for his hundredth piece of gold. Roll credits. Yeah, that's the Done. movie. That's Done. the series. You can't go up from there. You know how uh, the the ongoing joke on this podcast and pretty much throughout my life is how like overly empathetic and emotional I can be. Oh, how do we feel? Should I'm watching back. this movie. Really? You? I'm watching this movie and I'm just like, this movie's stupid. This movie sucks. This movie's so bad. And then we get to the end of the movie and Ozzy's like, I did good. And he's like, you did real good, Ozzy. And I literally got a single <laughs> tear. Was this right? Yeah. At, oh, no. I was about to say, was that right after you finished watching The Love Witch on Valentine's Day? Alone? No, 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 no. I watched this a week ago. But no, I was just like, how the fuck am I this pathetic that like them just giving Ozzy affirming com comments is like men. Dude. <laughs> yeah, like, he's like, and he is the I'm telling you again, he is the worst caricature of the caricature of the type of person they wanted to play like all yeah. of these people play the worst version of the stereotype in which they are cast and oh he sucks yeah. he's the terrible. kid was bad so ozzy was bad he ain't so no larry nathan. drake oh <laughs> larry nathan is the is is the the pseudo the handsome, boyfriend right yeah um, the, the uh, handsome what, painter how long, yeah how long have they known each other 36 hours tops total total absolutely <laughs> no i i'm thinking it's more like 18 i think that this is like this is a day in the life movie yeah. which would have totally been my shit back in 1999 but that i digress <laughs> he gives like serious libertarian vibes because he says like she says she's vegetarian and and i'm like fuck yeah vegetarianism in like in 1993 was 
pretty out there. But it's not a good look because Jennifer Aniston is playing a complete idiot of a character. So it's really just for them to punch down on vegetarianism. And then he is like, well, yeah, but you you don't eat meat, but your shoes are made out of dead cow. And so she's like a, a hypocrite because she's she's like wearing leather on some level, but vegetarians aren't vegans. Like vegetarianism is a diet. Veganism is a diet and a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's like, I understand that we're really 30 years later, things have become much more crystallized as far as like the cultural understanding of, of these worldviews. But the ability to understand them, at least. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, fuck like, yeah, we, we're still the brunt of jokes. It's just like not quite so flippant, um, at least, unless you're on Reddit. But I mean, he sucks. He's like he 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 does not respect women. No, um, she is like a caricature of a 90, 1990s vegetarian. But she's also only vegetarian because she like wants to drink mineral water i don't know i mean yeah, she's no, just, it's, it's, it's like it's very 1993's version of that lifestyle as well just in yeah general. it's just um, it's, a cla- like a, it's a classist vegetarianism like yes, what exactly. it feels like yeah so exactly i do have to read this real quick i did not catch this on first viewing of the wikipedia page leading up to the film's release trimark engaged in an aggressive marketing campaign partnered by the National Basketball Association and the American Stock Exchange. What? After failing to secure deals with either corporate headquarters and individual franchises like Domino's Pizza and Subway. So like Can you imagine the fucking leprechaun selling you a sandwich? <laughs> I I can. Of all of all properties, horror properties that are but him and Chucky. I think Chucky maybe can do a little bit more than leprechaun for me but like have we had this conversation about the ranking of fast food toys how mcdonald's always had the best ones no Burger but it's King, true wendy's taco bell like leprechaun is the taco bell toy to the child's play <laughs> so, mcdonald's toy so i'm gonna i'm gonna interject here i mostly agree with you but <laughs> but but So there is a fantastic YouTube video that uh, I I forget which channel it is. It's either Yesterworlds or Defunct Land. They're both very great YouTube channels all about like forgotten amusement park rides and movie tie-ins and stuff. They do amazing like 30, 40 minute deep dive docus on this. They did a docu about Burger King, McDonald's, and Disney. And I'm not sure if you know that whole story, but I believe I could be wrong. I can't remember which one it is. I think it started with McDonald's had exclusive rights to Disney toys for promotional value. Then they then Oliver and Company came out. McDonald's put out all this money into these Oliver and Company toys. And then that movie bombed. So they were like, you know what, Disney, you're a fucking sinking ship. And they like (laughs) they they cut their contract. Right. So Burger King swings in (laughs) and signs Disney to, I think it was a 10-year contract. And in the 10 years that McDonald's had Disney as their exclusive client was Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, like like all of the biggest Disney franchises. So I think sometimes people think, yeah, McDonald's had all those great Disney toys, but the best Disney toys toys actually came came under the the Burger King era of... Yeah, let's, let's and not dude, forget the, the plastic cups, cups were amazing. And I want to say, was Burger King the one that also did 
for one of the worst movies of all time, the Batman, Batman and Robin yeah. little ice mugs that yeah. you can take yeah. out of the store. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Man. no, and they they killed it in the cup game for sure. <laughs> uh, McDonald's did did sell you VHS tapes, which I always appreciate. I think that's where I got Fievel Goes West was yes. from my McDonald's. <laughs> fucking Fievel! Oh my god. Oh, uh, but then you know, then fucking Taco Bell had uh, Kazam, so it's like you know, that's what true. what are you gonna what are you gonna fucking do? Look, when you're Taco Bell or Wendy's, you're just like scratching. You're, any any IP will do, dude. Because I also I also have a Taco Bell toy yeah, that it's was shocking like two that I couldn't get. That little puppet master toys from wendy's because it feels like that's like where they were getting at a certain point they're like we could sell the demonic toys in the kids meals but i don't imagine i couldn't imagine i I, I never wanted that until now if leprechaun like did like an nba promo for like a playoff game yeah with warwick davis like jumping and flipping through the air oh my god free space jam like we're talking like it'd be amazing we're absolutely talking about the time period where it was not out of the norm for Mm. fucking chucky and robocop to show up in the middle of a wcw wrestling (laughs) event like this could have happened i almost wonder capitalism at its i would love to look into it i wonder if they put the leprechaun in the stand similar to like the promotion for smile where they were just having actors stand behind like the batting cages on the, on the shoulder on somebody's like, shoulders. My only no, they put so, him in the stands, Matt, but they you can't see him. Can't see. They did it. The they wasted row. all He's their money right there next to like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> like, but, oh, court but, straight up courtside. Yeah, yeah court beautiful side at the Lakers game. Yeah. But I also just like in my mind, I'm thinking about like my first exposure to Leprechaun, and I definitely remember the trailers like i remember seeing the trailers on television yeah all the time but my big connection was when wayne's world 2 came out okay and in wayne's world 2 i'm not sure if you remember this mtv first of all mtv did a huge promotion for wayne's world 2 where they had like wayne and garth hosting like a Mm. bunch of different like music videos or whatever but in wayne's world 2 there's this whole subplot that garth is terrified of the leprechaun and it would be like Wayne showing him like different supermodels. And he's like, all right, Garth, I need you to tell me how you're feeling about Cindy Crawford. He's like, oh, swing or whatever. And then he's like, and I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> it would just be like the leprechaun's face. And they kept doing it on MTV to promote Wayne's World 2. So before I ever saw the movie Wayne's World 2, I knew of the leprechaun from Wayne just holding up this scary picture to Garth. It's Dude, the 90s are chaos. It is a decade of advertising chaos. (laughs) I got a question for you guys. I don't remember what podcast it was, but um, a much bigger podcast than us. uh, I want to say it was This American Life, maybe. Um, I mean, a big big fucking podcast. Number two to our number three. Yeah, no, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the... the, Definitive uh, ranking. Yeah, but the, the sizing there is is orders of magnitude. It's serial, this American life, horror movie, <laughs> horror night, movie night, WTF with Mark Maron. Like, it's yeah. just yep, how yep. it works. Uh, that's, that's our wish, if we ever found a fucking leprechaun. Not yeah, to be number one. My wish one, is also for Joe Rogan to not be in the top four in general. Yeah, well, no can shit. we just take his spot? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just slot anyway, us in there. Listen, there was this, I'm pretty sure it was This American Life. There was an, an episode, this story about this kid who... Or this this class that got shown Leprechaun on St. Patrick's Day of like 1994 or something like that. They were eight. It was no. so traumatizing. Some of the kids like couldn't go to school, and a bunch of the 
parents and like the teacher like turned on the movie and left and was hanging out in the lounge for like an hour. They thought it was Darby O'Gill and the little people. No, this was on purpose. <laughs> oh, and the teacher fuck. came back and was admonishing the kids being like, fucking grow a pair, basically. Oh, yeah, I think it was the no. school in LA. And um, there was this whole big hullabaloo because a bunch of the parents of the scared kids, it became a national spotlight thing because a bunch of the kids were fucking traumatized by it with good reason when you're like eight years old or less yeah. and then there are the other side of it was that all these teachers and students and the parents of these students were being like oh those kids are fucking babies and it became this whole thing what and and, and i mean like if matt is empathetic to uh to francis being told he's a good boy at the end of this um <laughs> i was feeling empathetic to those poor children who were traumatized and then uh, you know, like bullied to fucking death by their by their mm. their classmates and the parents of their classmates being like, it's just a movie. You know, like yeah. fuck you, no, man. Fu fuck nineteen ninety four. And then to to get over that trauma and then realize how bad of a movie Leprechaun actually is has got to be on another level. Yeah, that's just insult awful. and injury right there. It's, it's just like, damn, dude. I have twenty years of therapy for Leprechaun. <laughs> I could so, have made so, uh, Leprechaun and made it better with the money I gave to fucking mm -hmm. therapists. Absolutely. Absolutely. Origins. <laughs> I went to Google it to try to find the story. Get and... Blumhouse on the phone. <laughs> so did you know in 2012, a similar thing happened in Houston where a teacher showed her fifth grade elementary school class Insidious. Oh, what the? That's no. even worse. And they're like, her reasoning, I guess, was like, well, it's PG-13. Like, how bad could it have been? But, it's yeah, there's, there's a couple of Reddit posts. That Why time in 1993 when Leprechaun before? was shown to second graders at Browning. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, so that's boy. that's the – but wow. All right. And, yeah, that's a This American Life link is that's what that leads to. Jesus. I'm going to have to check out this that This American Life episode, though. Well, don't give them that many more numbers because, like, <laughs> no, no, what's no, the no, drop no. in that bucket? They're already <laughs> above us. If it was WTF, it'd be different. Matt's going to listen um, to us twice as much just to make it even. <laughs> just to make it, yeah, even it out. Uh, the only other notes that I had written down was, one, the Leprechaun's only superpower in this whole movie is doing incredible impressions. <laughs> like his, his ability to mimic voices pitch perfect is second to none. And I talked about like, I love the leprechaun meltdown at the end. They shoot this four leaf clover in his mouth. He like has mm -hmm. this full skeletal meltdown. But then there's this great dumb fake out where it's like, all right, everything's okay. And then like the skeleton pops up again. She's like, my God. And they just run and punch him. And then it's over again. Like it is It's a real, the crush moment. <laughs> yeah, no. like it's so, it's so like unnecessary. Like it's the cheapest of cheap scares. But like this movie is totally imagine. unnecessary. Like this whole fucking yeah. franchise is unnecessary. I love you, Warwick Davis. I love you so much, but mm. this shit is awful. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> the best thing about the best thing that came from the entire franchise is the theme song. Yeah. I know you. Yeah. I know you guys know how much I love the theme song because mm -hmm. I did one of my favorite covers in my horrors series is the Leprechaun theme. It just is. Yeah. It it was one of the hardest things to transcribe because no one had MIDI MIDI versions of that on the internet. I I had to do that all by ear. 
Um, okay. I'm sure it's not perfect. It wasn't just the fact that it went from 3-4 to 4-4 in the dumbest fucking ways that when I was transcribing it, I was like, how the f-? I was literally like pounding my hand on the, the, the table being like, how does this work? I, I remember looking at Megan like last year when I was transcribing and I was like, this is the dumbest fucking song I've ever transcribed. Yeah. And I've transcribed a lot. I think that the Leprechaun theme is only second to one other theme that I've done, which was Rosemary's Baby. Mm. which is just it had this atonic piano uh like sub melody like a counter melody in it that took me days to figure right. out because it just made but it was it essential. Makes no sense like it's oh, essential it's, as an I essential I listen to it now and I'm thing, like yeah. I I'm so glad because I yeah. love that that cover but yeah. it's it's like when I think to some of my other other covers that were easy Mm-hmm. I, d- I like them, but I don't love them. Like, I love the ones that just pissed me off because I had such a yes. hard time transcribing them. Absolutely. I don't know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Did no none of us picked this. I was gonna so. say, so none of us picked this. I'm gonna say, Scott, you go Brian. first. Only because I picked last week's and Kyle picked next week. So you yeah. seem like the most logical. That is very, person. very sweet of you because yeah. I'm taking Gremlins as my double feature strictly due to the uh the body melt, the the the, the diminutive body melt at the end of both. Spike Very and Leprechaun. Nice. I mean, you, it could be the same movie. They're both that quality. Both so right. high quality. Kyle, I'm going to let you go first, but I'm okay. very afraid you'll, you're going to take what is the proper answer to this. I'm not sure, but I'm I, I'm going to go with Child's Play 2. Okay. Um, I did have one other one, yeah. and I think that Matt actually might have uh, Did we all go for the body, the diminutive body melts? Well, so there's a little body melt, and then at the same time, it's like Child's Play and Chucky. I wouldn't want to watch the first one after Leprechaun. I'd want to watch like a sequel next step of something, but certainly not Leprechaun 2. Uh, so I want to watch something better. Child's Play 2. No, you want to save uh, that for next St. Patrick's Day episode. Exactly. Um, one, one a year from here on out <laughs> until I'm uh, dead. So I wrote this down before I saw this, and I just want to stress that. I wrote down Critters. Oh, and then I immediately read that the writer of the movie based the movie around critters. <laughs> like, no like that's why it's at a farm. <laughs> that's why it's a small cast. That's why it's like a tiny creature wreaking havoc in like the middle of nowhere at a farmhouse. Like it is the plot of critters mm. just like giving the critters the ability to speak. Turns out mistake. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's why I've watched critters all of three quarters of one time. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about, I would say Critters and Leprechaun both fall into a similar category of really enjoy almost any of the sequels more than the movie that started it all. <laughs> like, Sometimes uh, you got to break a couple eggs. 
You do. Right. You do. Crate eggs. Um, all right. So, Scott, what have you nice. watched, read, listened to, et cetera, that you want to talk to us about? Well, I already talked about my cover of, of the Leprechaun theme, so I guess that's out of uh, that's out of the bag. <laughs> but we can pad the episode with that at the Ooh. end. Um, but Megan and I watched the cutest fucking rom-com, guys. It is a Netflix movie, I think. Our Netflix? place, my Your place, place or yours. Your place or mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Did haven't watch watched it? it yet, but I've heard a lot of... Um, I follow a lot of filmmaker TikToks now, mm-hmm. like or like film review TikToks now. And the one guy that I really like, uh, Cinema Joe, I'll give a shout out to him. Uh, every month does like a, hey, here's what you should or should not watch. And mm-hmm. that and another rom-com called uh, Somebody That I Used to Know came out on the exact same day. And he was like, your place or mine is the one to watch. He's like, your place or mine is so delightful. <laughs> yeah, it's so, super, like... super cute. And the reason why, so Megan loves it because Megan understands, I mean, has, she's watched so many rom-coms. Like, yes. That's, that's kind her of and like I text her about slasher. that occasionally. Okay, yeah. Like, well, <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, if if we're talking about tropiness in in like genre film your place or mine is kind of like the tucker and dale of rom-coms you know it like it it gives you exactly what you're expecting but it does it in a really entertaining way i mean it's telegraphed you know exactly what's gonna happen and i think that everything except for the last five minutes was perfect i mean my only criticism is how they tied up the story which i mean you know exactly what's gonna happen it's just a matter of how they're writing and that's 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 it you know, it's I'll, a ninety-nine percent perfect movie for me. Yeah, I, and I think that that's always going to be the case with pretty much every <laughs> rom-com. Is like, I think that every rom-com, a, any any movie dealing with love in general, teen flicks have this same issue: is that there's always this like, they're all going to end in the same moment. There's there's a a moment where they're not together, and then there's the moment of forgiveness where they get back together, yep. Yep. or like the the thing that I always. Just I love it personally as a film viewer, but I realize is like a cliche that very rarely makes sense are just recently for Christmas 365 for Valentine's Day. We put out Love Actually and mm-hmm. like the end of Love Actually, everybody's at the airport like every <laughs> every yeah. single character. I like, hate that part about that yeah, movie. And there, I love there's that like movie. This, there's like this element of like in these movies where it's like, well, we need every single character that you've seen for the last hour and a half you to don't. some for some reason be in the same location to see the the loving couple kiss like it's and then just, they clap yeah, like, <laughs> it's like it's just a it's a very cliched thing i'm gonna jump in here actually uh i'm gonna do a very short review and then a slightly longer but still short review today i just watched a movie that i think scott and brian were both underwhelmed by i enjoyed it a little bit more than i think either of them did which was the menu but i think oh, that yeah. similarly i also think the menu really kind of rushes to the finish line in the last like five ten minutes of that movie after like building for so a long a lot of build up and i was super disappointed yeah I, I think that that was the thing about it for me is that i knew i knew pretty much everything that was going to happen and it's just a matter of like how are you going to hit those beats and they really the 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 quote-unquote twist yeah. That you're talking about, maybe it's just because I watch so much for the show and have yeah, in my I, life. I just was like really like meh, and so I love I was her. Pleasant, I was pleasantly surprised because I genuinely thought everything that I th- I stayed away from any information about the movie. I thought that it was going to be way more of like a cannibal movie mixed with something like the platform, where it was oh. like they were eating each other eventually. 
Um, so and finding out that it was a little bit more than that, I was like, okay, I, I hate. I think his motive doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Ultimately, he's still a prick. Yeah, but I, I did. I mean, I also just like look. I'll, I'll, I'll watch Anna Taylor Joy for an hour and a half. I'm not going to complain about that. That's not a problem for me. <laughs> it was good, but it could have been great. Speaking of something that was pretty great. Dropped on Netflix uh, maybe three or four weeks ago, The Pez Outlaw. Did either of you see this weird doc? No, I've seen the trailer for it. To me. On, uh, yeah. There's something, I mean, you and I have a whole big Venn yeah. diagram, but this is the outlier here. Yeah, the so this is, this is a delightful documentary. It's so well, low what's it called again? The Pez Outlaw. Okay. And it is about a guy who is like one of us. He is a diehard collector. Is there? Like he, um, I'm sorry, Matt. Is there a, a particular documentarian who did this? Or it, I is, genuinely don't know. I don't okay, know who no, the I person was behind this. I, but, I couldn't remember if there was a. I've seen the trailer. And, yeah, this wasn't like Michael reason. Moore presents. Like, no, <laughs> like okay, whoever okay, made okay. this, it's like okay. a small guy. Okay. Um, but it's it's about this dude who's like a diehard collector, and he is he at least in the documentary claims that he is the reason why like cereal box top stuff is limited to one per household because he would just buy so much cereal and he would mail in these box tops and get like hundreds of these toys that you could get for mailing into the cereal company and then would like go to conventions and sell them. How old is he? He's like in his sixties or seventies Okay, at this point. So like, but he shows like, he's like, he's like, let me take you to the basement. And he's got, all of these vintage cereal boxes. He's like, I just think that they were cool. I wanted to collect them. He's like, here's like this special, like one year only Christmas cereal box that like Fruity Pebbles put out. Like it was like- Did he eat them too? Yeah, he finished the cereal and then just like kept the box on like storage okay. in his I, house. I can accept this now. Yeah. Does he have teeth? Does he have teeth? <laughs> he basically talks about like how now he can't send these cereal box tops in. Like his business is kind of winding down. So he's like, I've got enough to sell for one last convention. And I see this woman selling these rare Pez dispensers and I become obsessed with them. And I ask her like, where did she get her collection? And she's basically like, you have to go to Europe to where the manufacturer is. So he flies to, to Europe and meets with the manufacturers. And is just like this passionate collector of shit. So they're like, here, here's a couple of all of the Pez dispensers that we've offered to the United States, but they have turned down because they thought no one would buy them. So he like takes all those home and he starts selling them yeah. and they start to make a lot of money. And then he he gets a little too big for his britches and starts advertising a website where you can buy directly from him. Pez finds out. Now Pez starts whenever he gets rare Pezes, they immediately buy them from Europe and start selling them for $1.99 so that he's like wasted air like it is just like following this cat and mouse game between like a dude who's just like doing this weird passion thing but how he's literally on the radar at pez corporate this whole time it is it is so charming because the it's kind of like watching one of my favorite docs king of kong the stakes mm -hmm. are so low right. <laughs> like the right. stakes like you're not like stressed out there's no end of the world situation that's going to come from this there is like a fairly defined like who you're rooting for who you don't want to see succeed and you do end up wanting the pez outlaw to mm -hmm. win over the pez corporation but like it's just like it's such a simple low stakes feel good story where you're just like 
I just enjoy this. This is so dumb. It feels like a sitcom plot line that somehow happened in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So uh, Pez Outlaw, I I would recommend it over the menu, actually. <laughs> um, and then Kyle. A <laughs> uh, quick advertisement for Connecticut. Um, we have the Pez Museum, <laughs> yes, the Pez Visitor Center. And then we also have this place called the Barker Museum, which was a man who collected any toy or promo item connected to popular culture which i know is like a super super vague way to describe anything but this dude literally collected anything that advertised anything anything so i any- we had i don't think it's there anymore but in baltimore right outside of inner harbor for like maybe two or three years there was like a museum like that where it was mm-hmm. like you paid five dollars you walked in and it was like this dude's like vintage toy collection behind yeah. glass yeah on par with our episode today i watched um the banshees of Sharon. oh it's fine uh <laughs> but i want to talk about hanging heart uh, which was a, a slasher that was included in the homegrown horrors box set of volume two um, Hanging Heart. Have not. Is it new? Is it old? What is it? It's old. It's an old '80s slasher that is homoerotic. Is an understatement. Um, <laughs> it is fucking gay in the and I like in the best. 1983. Lo- yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's about a man who takes part in a surrealist theater group and then the lovers that he takes they are hung with stockings and his lawyer kind of takes him under his wing to try to like help him but then clearly they're in love or he the lawyer's in love with the perpetrator and then there's like a guy who looks exactly like him who is like a drug addict and batshit insane and they're thinking that he's killing the people and that but it's it is bizarro land this sounds insane oh my god it is like i loved it i loved 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 it i love that and it, it did i mean it really felt like uh it felt like gay soft core at some at some points but it was utilized do you see hard-ons or is it um, do you see Dick? I don't feel uh, like you see. You're not gonna see. I a hard actually on don't until think Cronenberg's that you see hard on. But you're seeing. You see a, a lot of. <laughs> you see a lot of well lit, hairy top thigh, like all the way up to like, um, like to whitey tighties. I will say that there's some problematic reasonings for the homosexuality or the homoeroticism that is a little off putting to me. There is like an association with it being uh due to sexual abuse which was uh unfortunate but at the same time seeing a lens that kind of showed something it was it was beautifully shot and kind of like surreally shot um which was interesting and you just don't see you just don't see emphasis on male on male gaze um g-a-z-e uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the, I think everybody, uh, you got it. And just, I'm sorry, just to loop back to the Banshees of Sheeran, it is good. Uh, it is. <laughs> I just... love how we just got like you, you glossed right over that to get to the 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 soft core. I forgot that I slasher. like my whole point was to talk about Banshees of Sheeran, and then I looked at my letterbox and I was like, oh, but I gotta fucking mention Hanging Heart, and I hope that as Vinegar Syndrome does in time, 
it maybe comes on Tubi or something mm-hmm. of the sort. Or if somebody, I mean, this homegrown horrors box set has some cool other shit on there. But Hanging Heart was a was a standout. Um, but it's just if you're looking for a slasher slash maybe kind of like it is kind of more of like a crime thriller than a slasher. Mm-hmm. It's almost like kind of like giallo ish more than slasher. But there's, I mean, it kind of gets brutal. Uh, it kind of gets weird. It's sexy and erotic, but then, but then like off-putting <laughs> it's, uh and, and i thought it was i thought it was lovely banshees of Sheeran, i understand why it's nominated martin mcdonough is great i preferred his other work like seven psychopaths and three billboards over this but as a playwright and as somebody who wants to like emphasize these character dramas it's lovely and it's beautiful to look at Colin Farrell is fucking amazing. Highly underrated. And I wanted to add yeah. one. I mean, Colin Farrell, highly underrated. I've, I've said this. I'll say this until I'm blue in you, the face you, on this yeah. show. Yeah. But I wanted Another to add. Another example of it. Um, for Hanging Heart, there's a movie that um, I have some friends who are working on. Uh, and it's based. I mean, I, I believe that it's a Chicago or a, a Cleveland based writer, director, production company. But the movie is called. It's a it's a gay slasher movie. Um, called Meet the Movie, M-E-A-T. And nice. it's like a gay dance club killer. And he wear it. I don't know if it's, or they. I, I, I don't know anything about the movie. I've just seen stills from like the production sets and stuff mm. like that. But it's, um, the killer is wearing the most amazing outfit. It's like a kind of like a, a gimp mask, but it's completely covering their face. But it, then it's got like spikes on it, so it's like a spiked head covering, and there's spikes all over them. And then they've got like the big Bowie knife. But I mean, if we're, it just seems like it's if if they can do what they want with it, I feel like it could get a serious cult following just mm-hmm. due to the fact that the fucking costume is so cool. That's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. I can't wait you to see gotta it. Send me, I, I, you gotta send me a picture of it because I, okay. I. Yeah, I want to see what that. I want to see that too. I'm re- eager to meet meat. Ah. guys, big news. What's that? We're finally out of this fucking time warp of 1993 movies. Starting oh. next week, we finally escaped this the the spiral that we found ourselves in for the last two straight months. Uh, so stay tuned yeah. to see what movie Kyle picked to save us. From the uh, the grasp. Oh, it's of, my fault. Yeah, Shit. of of thirty <laughs> years ago, uh, and we'll be back with more horror movie night. listening to the Geekscape Network.